everybody. Welcome to This Xbox Life, episode number 228, titled Bug Hunt. Uh, this show was recorded on Sunday, February 10th, the day of the return of a Walking Dead. Woohoo! Yes, absolutely. So, I'm out of here. Gotta go. Bye. Yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about The Walking Dead except for what we just did right now. And uh, this is a show about Xbox, so we're, we will talk about everything and everything Xbox. I'm not and, talking uh, at all. I'm going to watch The Walking Dead. <laughs> well, well, you are, and I'm going to talk about Xbox. Okay, and I'm done. <laughs> the show's <laughs> over. Thank you for joining us. See you all next week. <laughs> so right there, you know, you guys have heard my co-host with the most, Mr. Wingman709. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, also known as Mark. That is right. How did you know? Sorry. That's your AKA. You're so smart. What does AKA stand for, anyway? Otherwise, also known as? Known as, also known as, right, that's right. Also known as Eka. So, um, let's uh, get on with the show, because we want to watch some TV. That's right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) So, what have you been playing, buddy? Um... Nothing. Uh, next? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my line. <laughs> no, I played some Black Ops 2 multiplayer. Love it. Uh, played some Assassin's Creed 3. I put it in to help uh, Mr. My favorite Canadian, Carbide, help him out. He needed one last achievement in that game, and it. so he just needed me to get knocked out many times so he could revive me. <laughs> so I let him do that. Um and then uh, the rest of my week, man, has been dominated by um, a little tiny little title called Dead Space 3. You know, with some of your posts that you had on Facebook and stuff, you really got me intrigued. Oh, That's man. Dude, I, I could not put this game down. I was up a little late every night playing it. I, I just absolutely had so much fun with it. I I honestly think that it's probably the best game in the series yet. Yeah. Um, and I've only played the single player. I have not played the co-op yet. Okay. Um, I'll be doing that this week. I have a I have a co-op partner um, that we're going to go through it this week. So or at least get started on it. Right. But it's not as scary. Now I loved the first one and the second one, but the first one I mean just. Scared the living daylights out of me. I mean, I remember sitting there almost whimpering in my chair, not wanting to go down a hallway because I knew something was down there. I could hear the noise, you know. Um, this game still has that amazing sound, and okay. and there was several times that I'm like whipping around, turning around, and just to find out, oh, that was just the door closing behind me, you know. Um, there were several times I me, mean, my heart was beating, just pounding in my chest. The game still brings it out, but it's it does not have that fear factor, if you will, like the original game did. Um, I thought the second one still had it too. This one, either I've just gotten used to it, or it's just it's tamed down a bit. I, I think it's a little bit more tame. Um, well, you know what? I mean, you bring up kind of a good point there, where. <sighs> Maybe it's the same, but we're more desensitized to it after playing Walking Dead and all those other games. No, this is a different level. This is 
this is a far different level of fear, if you ask me. Um, Walking Dead, I did, it never... The, the second episode, I was so drawn into it. I mean, that was the one that was just like, oh my goodness, you know, I, I, I don't even think I'm breathing for a half hour. Um, but that was like intense storytelling. Right. Where this is more like horror, where, you know, they're, they're trying to get you to jump and freak out and scream. And I think the first one was a lot more like that. This one, I think this version was a bit more action, uh, a little less on the horror, more on the action. Um, but it, it was still just, you know, you're still freaking out. <laughs> so right, right. It, it just didn't seem to be quite as much. You know, I'm not saying they've they've um, nerfed it or, or or you know Disneyfied it, you know Disneyfied it in it's any funny. way. Um, it, it's still got that same feel to it, but it's a fantastic game. Okay. So I absolutely love it. So, in fact, this is this one. Put it this way, I actually ended up buying this one. I don't even have the other two, so I got to get the first two now, just so I can have them in my collection. You think? Yes, I liked the first two, but I'd always. Rent but you them. played them. I mean, why bother buying them now? So they're on my shelf. <laughs> oh, so you, so you're going to be the completest? Uh, no, but I might go back and do might might I might pull them up and try and maybe do some things. Or I think someone was telling me the second one had multiplayer. I didn't know that. <laughs> If I did, I don't remember it. I don't recall ever playing multiplayer. I don't know what that would be like. But because um, these are the ones that's... that are on the space station or whatever, right? Uh, this this one takes place on a on ships and on a planet. So you're in space. Excuse me, in space and on a planet. Gotcha. So, but uh, excellent game and absolutely fantastic the game looks great it plays great it sounds great it is great do you play it with headphones at all like for the audio no No, i just just through my speakers on the tv okay so i I was playing through the headphones it would probably be really freaking scary that's what i was just wondering (laughs) that wasn't an evil laugh by the way that was just a normal laugh interesting okay what else? Um, I think that's it. Pretty much it, yeah. Um, this game, I guess I could talk a little bit more about it. I don't think, yeah, I think I'm talking a little bit about it. Yeah, There's one do. thing I wanted to, wanted to say. Now, this isn't a spoiler. Um, but, okay, so I'm not going to spoil anything. I know the game's too new. But there was one bit of frustration with the game. And it happened right near the end. Um, I mean, right at the end. Okay, so right before you're meeting the final boss, okay? That doesn't spoil anything that we fight a final boss in every game. Um, as you're working your way to him, I mean, right before you get to him, there was this part where, um, I mean, just everything's falling down around you. It's sheer mayhem. But... I would just randomly die. Like, all of a sudden, my guy would just be split up into a million pieces. And there's, like, no enemy there. There's nothing. I'm, like, I'm sitting there staring at the screen, like, well, what just happened? So I go back to the checkpoint, 
going back through the, the through the level, same thing happens. Same thing happens. Wash, rinse, repeat. It kept happening. It kept happening. It kept happening. I was like, what is wrong? I'm like, I was getting really mad because I'm like, there's nothing here. There's nothing touching me. There's no enemies around. There's nothing to rip me to shreds. So I actually went online to see and look at a video and see, did someone else have this problem? Right. And of course not, you know, but the difference that the person who was that I watched, they just ran through it. They were ignoring basically the enemies and running. And I saw that right to the furthest point that I had gotten, another 50 steps past that was a checkpoint. So what I went, I went back and did the same thing and I just ran. I ignored, didn't fight the guys. I ran and I made it to the checkpoint. Um, don't know what it was. Um, because I was thinking, well, am I time limited or something? And I'm running out of time. Is there something falling on me? But there was never, there was never any indication that it was timed. Nothing ever said or, or on the screen of you got timed. Um, there was, and it didn't even fit the storyline. Right. Um, there was nothing. If something was falling on me, it never showed on the screen. Um, if something was coming up out of the ground, it never appeared on the screen. Um, just all of a sudden, boom, you just, oh my, just random, just, I, I, and dude, it had me so mad. And I'm like, I'm at the end! Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> so, but that was my only, uh, my only real, I had a couple points, uh, I did fight one about midway through the game, I was fighting a dude, and, uh, it took me a long time to figure out, um, why, why he wasn't dying. Uh, I was missing something, but there was a, you know, you got to figure out the, the, um, routine or the, you know, you got to do certain things to take out the boss. And it, I, I ended up like going through all my ammo and I had nothing left and he's still alive. And I'm just, what the heck, man? I put thousands of rounds into this dude. So I had to restart from the checkpoint. And finally, I just, I, it, I figured out what was going on. And, uh, so and he was a little tough, but yeah, it was a little frustrating just because when you run out of ammo after putting a thousand rounds into him and he's still coming at you. But that was just me. It took a little while to figure out what I was supposed to do with him. Okay. Um, but other than that, the game was fun. I played it on casual. Um, I did not play it on normal, hard, or insane. I wanted to enjoy the game, which I did. Um, I will probably, when we go co-op, I'll probably do it up on a harder level. Um but there's a tremendous amount of collectibles, and if you want the Peng achievement, uh, look it up, because I really honestly believe you'll never find it unless you look it up. I couldn't believe where it was. And even when I saw it, it's still, uh, there's a, it's, a, it's not as easy to get as you might think. Um, even the video I saw online, the guy was saying the same thing. Um, but... Um, yeah, if you're going to want that 50-point achievement, you're going to have to probably look it up. Because I, I don't know how you'd ever see it. Right. <laughs> I'll put it that way. I, when I saw where it was, I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, I know he's hidden, but this guy's really hidden. So, yeah, and, and there's no way for you to get to him, to walk up to it. So, But um, awesome game, absolutely fantastic. Um and I'll have more next week because I'll I'll have done some co-op next week. So, okay. How about you? You played anything this week? Not this week. Nothing worth mentioning, unfortunately. Now, All is right. that because you want to go watch show. The Walking Dead, or is that because you really didn't play anything? 
Yeah, it's it's both. Both. <laughs> All right, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, we kind of got some crappy weather over here, and man, I got this drive. It's freaking brutal. That time I get home, all I want to do is sleep. I don't miss those days. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't definitely, definitely, definitely don't miss. I've been watching uh, the news and kind of laughing. <laughs> Suckers. Yeah, because I'm up pretty close to where Great America is for work now, so you know how far Ouch. that is. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, so I've had like two and a half hour travel. Yeah. And which sitting at bumper to bumper, oh man, that is just brutal. In fact, the one other night, I mean, there's just so many accidents and, you know, you just get stuck behind them while they're, you know, clearing the road and stuff. I was actually watching YouTube in my car. (laughs) Well, I mean, I wasn't moving. I was watching YouTube videos. Thankfully, I had a nice 4G signal. Nice. But, uh, yeah, very interesting time. But anyway, let's get on with the show so we can go watch the show. All right. Uh, first topic up this week. Oh, dude, I was so excited when I found out about this. I was so happy. I know. You sent me an email immediately. Immediately. Um, Star Wars tables are coming to Pinball FX2. The, there's going to be, and, and here's the here's the cool part. I mean, there's there's videos out there. Um, I posted links to the, the, the articles and the, the videos in our Facebook group uh, the, earlier in the week when this was announced. But um, so you may have already seen them if you follow our Facebook group. But um, there's going to be ten different Star Wars tables that are going to come. Ten total. Wow. Yep. And they're releasing three of them. The first three are coming out this February 27th. So in just a couple of weeks. So just over two Goodness. weeks, we're going to get the first three tables. But there will yeah, be a total first of one, ten. First one's going to be called the Trouble with Tribbles. That's the second Star one is Trek. Tricorder Madness. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna hurt you. <laughs> and then the third one, number one in Engage. That's what it's called. <laughs> wow, you're gonna get some hate mail, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Star Wars, man. That I mean, we when we talked, I mean, we had an interview. Um, oh great, I can't think of his name now. <sighs> Mel Kirk, right? I think it was Mel Kirk from Zen Studios. What? Two years ago? Yeah. A year and a half ago? And he hinted at this in that interview. He did? Yes. He in, he hinted at Star Wars. Because remember, yeah. we talked about it. <laughs> so when I saw it officially that it was coming out this week, dude, I was just, I mean, I was it's like the best delay. news I'd ever read. Yeah, it was a long delay. <laughs> but I think okay. he hinted at it that it was something they wanted to do. And that they were going to pursue it because I saw um, or I'd heard or read an interview with him or someone from Zen Studios. They said once they – it didn't take them long um, to get it all done um, once they had the approval. So, You know, once you get all the tools to make these things, I mean, I would imagine it's pretty easy to make a table. Um, I don't know. I, I think there's quite a challenge to it. I mean, you know. Because they, they all what what Zen has done so well is that you know I don't feel like I'm playing the same table on all of those you know they they really do some unique stuff and if you've seen the videos for the Star Wars tables man they look really cool they look pretty amazing they look fantastic 
I mean, fact, it just amazes me how, like, all of these games are, like, so good. You know, the uh, Pinball FX games. Yep. And, you know, you look back at the day. Dude, do you remember that pinball that came with Windows? Yeah. Is it XP? Yeah, I think so. Is it XP? Yeah, the space one. Yeah. It's like... Uh, it might have come with... Uh, yeah, I think XP had it. Or did it come space before Space Cadet. That? Space Cadet? Is that, what it's that was the name of it. Space Cadet. Because I, I, I used to joke how uh, Luke used to play play it all the time when we were at a LAN party. <laughs> he'd oh, die yeah. out. He'd die in a game, remember, real quick, and then he'd oh, yeah. play the, the pinball. <laughs> <laughs> that used yeah. to crack me up. So. Yeah, but you just look at how far it's come, you know, from that, which was a pretty darn good game at the time. Yeah, it was, it was. actually decent. Oh, you know, I, I read an article. Uh, I'm talking about Space Cadets. I read an article about it saying that they wanted to port it to the later versions of Windows, but something about it kept them from doing it because it was it was written by a third-party company, and it was just like a coding mess, and like nothing was like commented and. They just couldn't figure it out, so they never did it. They never ordered it. Um, Space Cadet actually was packaged with Microsoft Plus 95 and later mm-hmm. included in Windows NT 4.0, Windows Me 2000, XP, um, I guess N98. So, so yeah. there was something in it that probably kept it from running on Vista? What was that? 2000. Was that Vista? Yes. Okay, so Vista, then 7, and now 8. Okay, wow. So Cinematronics was the developer of that game, but it was, yeah, 3D pinball for Space for Windows called Space Cadet. Yeah, and if you're interested, there's an article that talks about why it didn't get ported over, so you can check that out. So, But um, the first three tables that are going to come up, um, the first three tables offered are themed around Episode 5. There's a table called The Empire Strikes Back. Boba Fett, and then and the animated Clone Wars series. So oh, each wow. of their own unique missions and layouts. Um, so it's it's it looks awesome, man. It, it looks really slick. And what I love is like on the Empire Strikes Back table, the side of the thing that I noticed along the sides of the of the table itself um, are like these lights, and they look like you're on the Death Star. Here I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot you a link there, Rob. You can see the story I'm talking about. But if you look at the side of the table, they got like the little rows of lights. So it's like if you remember uh, when they were walking down uh, on the Death Star, you know that's what the hallways look like. Oh yeah. So it was just like you know those types of details, and you know the, the things that they do with the with the mini games inside and the and the the graphics and the ramps and you know there's a lightsaber off to the left side there. It, it's just it looks so cool, and these guys—I I think these guys are the best, man. They—they they just make some incredible stuff. I just cannot wait, dude. I will have these day one. I will be playing. I will probably be playing these all the time. You know, I mean, I play pin. I play my pinball effects pretty regularly. You know, I'm always a boot. If I just want something simple, I just pull that game up and play. And I've got every table that they've ever put out for this. Um, and I, I like—they're all great. You know, they're all good. But the majority of them are great. 
There's a couple oh. that are kind of like, yeah, you know, it's, it's a pinball, you know. And I think they've come so far that you look at their stuff now and it's just like, and then you go back and look at some of their earlier stuff and it's like, wow, I used to think this was great. Now it's just kind of good. Because <laughs> yeah. they just, these guys are the best, man. So, is, you know, this, you know, digital environment that they make these things in, I mean, it lets them do things like if you're a pinball creator, like a, a table creator, you can do things in here that you would never be able to do in, I think, a, a regular game. I mean, just looking at these uh, Star Wars pictures, I mean, it's like really deep. You know what I mean? It's like uh, uh, the glass would have to be up really high. It's something that I doubt we would ever see in a you know production table. No, I agree. I think, yeah, the the video realm gives you a lot of freedom, a lot of opportunity to do some different things. And and it's it's pretty cool, man. It's it's fun what they come up with. Yeah, these things look awesome. And and there's a picture of Boba Fett with that, like, I don't know, worm thing or that tentacle wrapped around his leg. Looks like he's lying around, (laughs) being flung around. Very cool. Yep. So, definitely some pretty cool stuff. Oh, heck yeah. So, yeah, you got Jabba the Hutt in the back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so coming soon to an Xbox near you. Yeah, his table looks pretty cool, too. It, it, I mean, it's even, even look at some of the, the pictures. It, it's like you can see almost like the aging and the rust. And it's just like, man, they just do so good at this. It just looks so fantastic. Yeah, and that's the tentacle from the Sarlacc. Yeah. Yeah, the Sarlacc, so... And then, yeah, it's just, it's fantastic. The Clone Wars one looks good, too. So, going to be a lot of fun, man. Going to be fantastic. So, we will definitely have a review of that. And I can just tell you the review. It's awesome! <laughs> 10 out of 10. I'm already, I can already give you our review score. <laughs> so, we'll just record this and then just replay it as a clip. <laughs> there you go. 10 out of 10 Star Wars tables. Here's, here's our review before it was released. Awesome! They're worth more than you paid for them. <laughs> so, how's that for a prediction? Pretty darn good. I think it's accurate. All right. Oh, God. So, that's it. So, look for those coming uh, February 27th. The first three will be out. Okay. All right, next thing that we've got is, you know, if Netflix isn't enough for you and who knows what else, you know, the, what's out of the company? Hulu, Amazon, uh, Blockbuster, and all that. Blockbuster. There's going to be another player in town. It's those boxes in front of the Walgreens and who knows what the other stores are inside your Walmarts. Uh, They are launching an instant uh, streaming type of uh, setup. And I believe this has already been in beta now on certain phones. Yep, it's in beta. I'm actually in the beta. You can get into it instantly, pretty much. If you go and sign up for the beta, you'll get an email probably within the hour. You know, okay. I got it right away. Um, there is a free month. I, I wanted to try it, and it's not on the Xbox yet. I don't know when the app is coming, but it's coming. Coming soon. Coming soon. I think it's going to probably be out here in the next couple of weeks. But the um, I, I was what I thought, what I got excited about this was that I'm like, cool. I kind of took it that Redbox Instant. Because Redbox typically has all your all your new releases, 
right? Or that's what I thought. I thought all the new movies, you know, that you can go get them at the Redbox instead of going to your Blockbuster and whatnot. So I thought, wow, are we going to be able to stream these brand new movies? And that's not the case. Because yeah. once I got in and then I could see what was available for streaming, well, then that's much different. <laughs> Did you cancel already? Um, I, I'm not, honestly, there's one thing here that might make me drop, um, Netflix and really? go with this because it's the same price. Um, what is it like eight bucks a month? Yeah. But eight which, a month or nine for Blu-ray. Yeah. So I pay $8 a month or yeah, $8 a month for my streaming of Netflix. This is $8 a month. But on top of all the streaming movies, which looks to be very similar to what Amazon has, or I mean not Amazon, but Netflix, even though I think Netflix's library is much larger. Okay, yeah, I, I can't compare. It's huge. Uh, but Netflix is going to have the big library because they were the first ones really to do it. But what's nice about the Redbox Instant is that every month with your $8, you also get four kiosk credits. And it I'm, I've, I just signed up for it. I've never used one of their kiosks. I, I've not even streamed a movie yet because it's not on the Xbox. I'm not going to sit in front of my computer and watch it. But uh, I, I'm waiting to see if the, the, the app comes to the Xbox. If not, I'll probably cancel. Because I just don't go to the box to rent the movies. But yeah. for someone who does, you get four credits per month with your subscription. So my understanding is that means I can go rent four brand new movies for free. And I still get all the unlimited streaming that I want. Yep. yep. So that really intrigued me. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool because that's what I don't like about Netflix. That's why I dropped the DVD portion of it because even their DVDs, all of a sudden, with all these streaming things that they made, they could no longer give the rental DVDs out on release day. They had to wait a two or three or four weeks before they could actually start sending those out. And I'm like, well, that's stupid. It's like, why am I... I don't want to wait a month. You know, I want it when it comes out. I used to always be able to get them in Netflix that way, and then you couldn't. So it's like I gave up, you know. And then all the stuff that comes to streaming is, like, old. So I checked it out. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but if, if you are currently a Netflix subscriber, or, I mean, a, if you're not a, Net, a Redbox Instant subscriber, go sign up for the beta. You get to try it a month for a month for free. You'll have to cancel because you got to give me your credit card. But, you know, and if you're a Netflix, or I mean, if you are a Redbox Instant, or if you're a Redbox, I can't even get them all. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm getting all jumbled up. If you're a Redbox customer, <laughs> if you might want to look into... Subscriber. Yeah, book. Yeah. Magazine. Yeah, oh, if you're a Redbox... If you go to that big giant box in front of your Walmart and you buy those movies for a buck at a time or whatever they are, then you might want to look at Redbox Instant, and uh, you know you're gonna maybe you can save get free four movie free movie rentals uh, every month. So, and I think by having a Redbox membership of sorts, it uh, it makes people think that they are allowed to park in handicapped and illegally parked spots. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean that's the thing I've noticed by my Walgreens where uh, everybody seems to park in a handicapped spot and then walk over to the red box. And then, you know, they're not hobbling. They're not, like, uh, dragging themselves. They're just walking normally. Yeah, if, you, if you're listening out there, I'm going to jump on my soapbox for a quick second. If you are not a handicapped person, stay out of the handicapped spot, period. Yeah. So there's a reason that those are there. 
Absolutely. If you want to park there, then come see me. I'll ensure that you will become a handicapped individual, and <laughs> you'll be able to park there all the time. Yes. But I will say this. When it comes to the bathroom, that handicapped stall, that's a, it's wide open, man. <laughs> oh, I just, There's no uh, laws for that, man. <laughs> I, got, I got a little story. So I went to uh, uh, my wife Wendy's uh, office. This is going back uh, maybe about a year ago or so. So I had to go to the bathroom, and, you know, there's, like, nobody in the bathroom. So, of course, you know, you go for the roomy stall. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you, you need the elbow room, wide open spaces. So I'm in there, you know, playing about uh, 40 games of, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I come out. And there's this, like, like older gentleman with a cane who's, like, standing there in front of the door. I don't even know when he got in there. And he was waiting for the handicapped stall. And I'm like, he's giving this really dirty look. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. I've never seen anybody, like, do that before. Have you Have you used one since? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that didn't stop me. I just felt bad briefly. But then I kind of thought to myself, I'm like, well, there's other stalls. Why don't you just go in the regular ones? Yeah, if he's not in a wheelchair, then it's, you know. Yeah. He's in, He wants it for the same reason you want it. So, well, if he's got a cane and he probably wants the Yeah, the he arm, wants the extra the room. Handles. The handles to help himself. So, yeah, you shouldn't have been in there, you big jerk. I know, right? <laughs> well, I'll, probably, know. I'll probably never use one again now. Because <laughs> <laughs> for the fear of getting the evil eye when you walk out of there. I would feel bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> Briefly. <laughs> but usually those things are so friggin' small that I like to... I'm handicapped, I'm fat, so there. <laughs> they look at me the evil, I'd be like, dude, I'm fat. Give me a break, I can qualify for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, that's what you need, Rob. You just need to put a few pounds on, and you'll be good. Well, a few more pounds. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, going back to the Redbox uh, streaming thing, uh, I was uh, listening to a little bit of information a couple weeks back about when this thing was uh, first uh, basically spinning up. And from what I heard, um, you know, basically people were kind of, I would say, like looking down on it. But uh, the people in the know basically said that this has uh, it doesn't really have a chance to even uh, impinge any bit of damage on Netflix and them. But you know, we'll see. I, mean, I think Red it Box, does. Redbox is a, is a local company. They're right here, I think, out of Oak Brook, Illinois. Oh, they're from Illinois. Oh, well, then I'm dumping them. Forget Illinois. It. I can't I can't support a friggin' company from Illinois. Yeah. And, uh, see ya. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We shall see what happens. But you I, know, the people that use the kiosks, they love it. Yep. And I mean, this brings this brings. I think. I mean, I'm. That's why I'm saying I'm a Netflix subscriber. I've dropped down to their streaming because I didn't like that I couldn't get new releases right away. Um, and their policies would would change there, and the price increases. So for the same price, I can still stream. Through with Netflix or with Redbox Instant, and I get four free brand new movie rentals from the kiosk, which you can reserve through online. So I yeah, can look online and cool. say, "Is this movie in the kiosk down the street?" Oh, it is. Well, then I'll hold it for me. I'll go get it. So I don't have to go down there going, "Oh, all the new movies are out." You can check on your on your computer. Yeah. I mean, I I really think that they could steal some business. From Netflix. Also, this is backed by Verizon. Right. 
So I, I think, you know, this isn't uh, something to just be, you know, Verizon's not going to dump all this time and money into this, just turn, or turn their nose up at it. They're good. They're in to make some business. And, you know, they're, if you do it like Microsoft, if, think about it this way. We're going to stream for the same price. We're going to give you this freebie on the side, which really doesn't hurt them much because eventually they'll be able to go away from the discs as well. And if they bring all these extra people from Netflix over to them, you know, there you go. People, you're, you're going to, you're going to gain a subscribership. And if you let a few uh, new releases go every month, you're not going to be hurting. You're gaining subscribers that are guaranteed to pay you money all the time. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they want. Yes, so I think I don't I don't I wouldn't put my nose up at it. So we'll see. You know, but Netflix I think has really gone downhill since I've been a subscriber to them. I've now at the most cheapest I can pay for them, and I've thought several times I don't know why I pay them every month. Really? So yeah, I just I actually just subscribed. Uh... I think it was mid last week. I don't use it that often. Is uh, I got one of those Roku boxes, mm-hmm. and you know, I basically the TV that it's on. I mean, my son basically owns that TV now, and all he watches is his little cartoons. <laughs> nice. For I mean, for kids shows, it's phenomenal. I really haven't watched much else on there. Yeah, it does have a ton of that stuff. So, but even my kids, we got with DirecTV. There's there's like ten, fifteen kids channels. You know, there's always yeah. something on there they can watch. So I'm like, why am I paying for Netflix? You know True. what I mean? So I, I have a feeling it's going to go away here pretty quick. Uh, I mean, so. I've got DirecTV also, and I'm really getting pissed off at the bill because it's over a hundred bucks, and we don't even have any premium channels. Yeah, same here. Got three three receivers. One is a DVR. You know, granted, it's the whole home DVR that they make you pay extra for. Yeah, brother. Woo! And it doesn't work as well as it should. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> it it works I mean, it's sometimes. Just, you know, it just it just I don't think it's worth for like the five channels that we actually watch to pay that much money. But anyways, <laughs> we're getting way off track. <laughs> so I want to be a cord cutter. <laughs> uh, all right. Internet. So but anyway, Saints Saints Row Four, you say? <laughs> well, I, there's a, a quick update on that uh, red box thing. Okay. There's uh, Larry Herb when he announced this whole red box thing. He said that the 360 is going to be the exclusive provider uh, for this, and the Redbox people issued a clarification for time uh, say that uh, they will be exclusive to the 360 at the time and of the initial launch. Right, that's what so I figured. Just, yeah, that's just a, a play on words. Yep. We're exclusive because nobody else has it until they do. Exactly. When he said that, I was like, nope, that's your PR spin. I'll guarantee yep. you're not going to cut everybody else out. Yep, 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 exactly. Anyway, so that's that. Moving on. So, like you said, Saints Row 4. Saints Row. Um, now, THQ was recently purchased and, you know, and, and stripped of everything. And all, as all these different companies bought all the different uh, products, right? We talked about that a couple weeks ago. Saints 4 Row could be headed to Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 this August. 
rather than on the next-gen consoles that was expected to launch this fall. Publisher Deep Silver, who picked up the property after, like I said, um, the dissolution of DHQ. Um, So, anyways, Chris Stockman is the designer and director of the original Saints Row. He tweeted, said, the word around the campfire, Saints Row 4 shipping on current-gen consoles in late August. So that's kind of interesting because, I, I mean, Saints Row 3 was was a very big success. I do believe uh, that it was sold a ton. I know a lot of people love that game. So it's good to see that, uh, you know, everybody might get another taste on this current gen. Okay. What do you think of that? Did you, you never played any Saints Row, did you? I didn't. Neither did. I played... Was it the first one? I think I tried playing the first one a little bit. Yeah, I didn't care for it. <laughs> you know, just thinking about it right now, I'm amazed that they're actually at four already. <laughs> Let's see, Saints Row. I don't know if I'm like them at all. Like Saints Row. Saints Row four. Saints Row the third. Let's see, on Xbox, Saints Row the original one sold 2.13 million globally. Saints, Saints Row 2, 2.74 million globally. Uh, it actually dropped. Saints Row the third was 2.41 globally. So, But still, they're selling 2.5 million copies. That's still some good bank. Um, so, And it's kind of funny. I mean, you look at the Japanese numbers. Saints Row 2 and 1 sold 0.02. So that would be... What? 200,000 copies, I think, in Japan. But then Saints for the Third sold 600,000 copies. So they they tripled the amount sold uh, in Japan. They increased their sales big time in Europe, um, but they actually dropped in the States. Uh, They barely cleared a million copies. It was like one point. They must have been on clearance or something. 1,400,000. Saints Row Free with a Mario game. <laughs> so, oh, actually, that wouldn't be four hundred thousand. Oh, it's not six hundred thousand. That's like sixty thousand copies. So they went from twenty thousand to sixty thousand copies. Yikes! Yeah, but that was in Japan. So, yeah. But so you know, it's still a successful title. You know. Yeah. You're selling almost two and a half million copies. Yeah, you're gonna do another one. So, but good news for Saints Row fans because I know we got them out there. Saints Row 4, August, baby. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, it's interesting. They're going to beat uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 if they do. Oh, you mean in terms of release? Yep, because Grand Theft Auto 5 is supposed to be out in September. Okay. So they're going to get their jump on it. Yeah. Which I don't think it really matters. I think people that love those types of games are probably buying both. If they're not buying one of the franchises, then, you know, they'll buy okay. the one they've always bought. So. Exactly. And uh, other good news for your for you Skylanders people, there's going to be a new Skylanders game out. Uh, Activision announced Skylanders Swap Force. So this has a new innovative way to play. Are you ready for this? Oh yeah, not the price it's going to cost me. Okay, so you know, speaking of price, I guess you have to buy a new portal. So the one you got <laughs> isn't good enough. So you buy a new portal, 
Great. And then the new characters are going to have swappability, as they call it, where there's going to be 16 toys which will feature interchangeable tops and bottoms. Yep, that's Caps. Caps. Okay. So you can take the top of one of the um, characters and then you know, plug it into the bottom of another and kind of get a hybrid. It looks like they have different names for all of these as well. So, you know, the character itself has its normal name, you know, when it's got the correct top and bottom half. And then when you switch them, there will be other names for them. So they're saying something like, what, 250 different combinations or something? Yeah, 250, yeah, more than 250 different combinations. So that might mean 251. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, you know, you said that you were going to stay away from these, so we'll, we'll see. I probably won't. I, the thing is, is I do want to get that my kids want giants. They want Skylanders giants. Um, I had fun playing with them. In fact, my youngest asked me today, can I play? We play Skylanders. They love to play it. Uh, well, he couldn't, he got, he was in some serious trouble today, so. Yeah, oh yeah, bad, bad stuff, so. But, um, he, uh, so no, he didn't get to play no video games, but, um, so they still play it, and it's like, I know they want to play the new one, and I just don't want to get, I don't mind getting the games, I just don't want to get suckered into having to buy all the characters, and it was me, I mean, it wasn't even my kids as much, it was me that was, like, hooked the, on that. It's the completest in you. Got Dude, and me. now it's like, now it's like, you know, well, we got to buy some giants, and now they're going to have this... The other ones, which are completely new, and you buy a new portal and new characters, and then, of course, all the ones you have now aren't going to be any good because you can't swap them out, and, you know, and now you got the Disney thing, which the kids are going to want that, and, oh, my goodness, yeah. dude. I, I, I got an idea. <laughs> got a new business venture for us. The This Xbox Life Curio Cabinet for Skylanders. <laughs> or Skylanders-related video games. <laughs> So, yep, it's it's going to be crazy. So that's the new thing. Yeah. I think I think you're going to see a lot more games coming out with these little types of things because it's really taken off. It's going to be like these types of things will probably be like the the music games of a few years ago where everybody had had to buy a new guitar. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. we'll have millions of these stupid little characters that'll be collecting dust here in the next few years, and then this that franchise type will tank. And the thing that probably draws people into this is normally when you've got your, you know, digital game on whatever system it is, that's all that you've got. Here you've actually got something physical that you can see, that you can touch, that you can kind of move around, etc. You can, you know, well, not to mention you in the car. Well, like my kids can, he'll come in, my oldest will come in, and grab a Skylanders off my shelf and play it on his DS. Because he's got the game on his DS, so all the characters work in that yep. game too. Yep. I mean, that's really kind of what's really neat about it. Yeah, so, I think about that. Expands it's, the playability. It's the same character that works the same across all the different systems, right? And their stats travel with the actual toy. So right. whatever you know, if he's got a, if he earns a hat, that's what's kind of cool. If he earns a hat in his DS game for his character, it'll appear on the Xbox game. Oh no way! Yeah. So, it's it's interesting. I didn't yeah. know they saved anything. Yeah, they save all their levels and special powers and everything gets saved right to the chip inside the, the character. 
to the RFID chip. All right. So. Well, you can one-up it uh, even more with Skylander Swap. It's going to be releasing, looks like, on all all the systems uh, as normal. And uh, exactly when that is, we don't know yet. Yeah, and uh, if you're wondering how you can swap them, the the characters are basically cut in half, and they're attached by magnets. So it's like it, it, it sticks, the top half of the character sticks to the bottom half of the character by magnets. And if you think about it, the top half, you can almost think of it like kind of like Dead Space 3, where your weapon has a, a, a has two basic, basically it's two weapons in one. It has an upper weapon and a lower weapon. Okay. And so there's properties and stuff. You build the lower one out, and then you can do the same with the, the top end. So with the Skylanders Swap Force, if, you know, you can take, like, features, if you like that the pirate, or whatever, I'll just say pirate, has a sword, but he's got, like, squid feet, you can swap out his feet and put him like something else like this other one that's like a rolling ball so he can roll over and destroy people so they all have it's like the the up tops and bottoms have powers that's why you'd be swapping them out to make the kind of best character that you want so it it looks kind of cool my kids are all they saw the trailer and which i shouldn't have shown them (laughs) i was was like hey come here check this out dad that's awesome i was like "Uh uh-oh what am i doing No, a, this is bad. Never mind. Go away. This is a Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is for adults only. Go away. <laughs> you can't see this. <laughs> this is mine. Yeah. So, anyways. Anywho. Cool stuff. Um, earlier, we talked about Zen Studios. We know that these guys make awesome pinball games. And it has often been asked of these guys, when are you going to work on a non-pinball game? Well, they have been working on a tower defense game called Castle Storm for well over a year now. And this game is currently set to launch on Xbox Live Arcade and Windows 8 this coming April. Uh, this is its essentially a 2D physics-based destruction game with tower defense elements tossed in. As a knight, you defend your castle from waves of attacking Vikings. Players can defend with ranged weapons such as ballistas, or choose to put their boots on the ground and get right into the conflict as a hero. There's going to be a host of other modes to play outside of the campaign's 12 different environments, including online multiplayer and co-op, plus a castle editor, which I think is kind of cool. So you can set up your own look and weapon loadouts for your castle and test weapons within the editor to see how they're how they're bringing it down. So uh, we don't have a price yet, um, but expect this game to be uh, available in April. And again, both on Windows 8 and Xbox Live Arcade. So, okay. You know, Rob, one thing I'm wondering is when they're starting this, this is a good example. This game's coming out. It's available on both. Do you think we're going to get to the point where if I buy Castle Storm, that I can play it on either platform? Or do I still have to purchase it separately for each platform? Which that's what you currently have to do. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I don't know. It just it makes sense to me to have it work on both, since they're trying to merge it all together. Yeah. But you know, it, it all depends. Maybe it's that'll be an advantage separate. with the new Xbox. The the problem that I foresee is that it's two separate groups technically. You know, one is you know the console, the other is the what Windows group. I don't know what you would call the other one. They don't always know what they're doing. But you did that. They did it with the arcade 
uh, what was it called? Remember the arcade cabinet? You could buy, you paid a little extra if you wanted to play on both your console and on your Windows machine. Yeah. What was the name of that dumb thing? It was the, the arcade. Live arcade? I forgot what it was called. No, it's not, um, <laughs> oh well, I'll look through my game history because it's way in there somewhere, but that yeah. one, that particular... I think that was so innovative that just died a rapid death. <laughs> yeah, it didn't last very long. No. But, um, you know, you could play your old Atari 2600 and, yeah. and television games, stuff like that on it. But you could purchase, if for the game you bought, it was, I don't know, what, three bucks if you want it on arcade or on Xbox Live. But if you wanted to play on both Windows, it's called Game Room. If you wanted to play it both on your Windows PC and on your console, you paid like $5, and then it was available to play on both. You know? This, this to me, and you know what? Like, I really kind of think that this is probably one of the things we're going to see. Because I really believe, and we're going to talk about it in a few minutes, that the next Xbox is going to be a Windows 8 machine at its core. I, I, I fully believe it is. For them to not do Windows 8 when it's their, when it's their desktop, their server is the same stupid thing. That's so stupid. Um, and the phones, their yeah. tablets, the console now comes out. The console is going to be Windows 8. So they're probably going to – it's probably going to be that. That will be one of the benefits they're going to tell you of the new console. You buy it on your – you buy it on Xbox. You can play it as well on your Windows 8 PC. It will – for the same price, it won't cost you anything different like it does now. I'll bet you, you watch. I'm calling it now. I, mean, I, I don't know if I would mind that too much, because, I mean, if you could, like, switch the stuff back and forth, I mean, that would be freaking awesome, because, you know, I would definitely be doing a little bit more playing, like, you know, if I'm on the train or something, you know, where normally you, you can't do anything 360-related. Right. Well, you can do them now on your Windows phone. You can get achievements and... You know, you can play you can play Wordament on your iPhone, and that's an Xbox Live title. Yeah. So, but I, that's what I think. I think that's what's going to happen. So maybe they'll merge them with a new console. Yeah, maybe. So. Yeah, I've heard some rumors uh, on some of the shows that I listened to where they were basically saying that the new uh, Xbox console is very modular. I mean, we've heard bits and pieces of this in the past. Basically, they're making, like, I guess a slew of products, and it's modular. And then what we know as the console is basically the base system plus the console bits to it. So, you know, there's going to like, the bare system might be considered almost like a set-top box. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's an interesting way to do it. I mean... It's different. I can't say there's anything really wrong with doing it that way. It's probably from a business sense smarter. Um, you know, just because you can unify all the devices. Because you, know, you know, you look at what they, you know, the situation that they've got right now. You know, they've got Windows Phone, which has a development team. They have the Surface what, RT team. They've got the Surface Pro team. They've got the Windows 8 team. They've got the Smash server team. I mean, there's so many teams working on all this different stuff. If they can unify that all into one, 
who knows, maybe it would create a better environment and give faster development times. You know what I'm saying? Just if you can pool all that talent. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't, I I still think, I don't want my console to be the same exact thing as my PC. That's, I don't know. I I don't want the Windows OS on my console. That's the only thing I think I have a problem with. You know, uh, because if if it's going to be the same experience, then, and I already have Windows 8, then and I can play all these same games on my Windows machine, then why do I need to buy a new console? Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? It's almost like getting into that, well, I already have Windows 8. Then if, you know, and if it's going to be a Windows 8 machine and they're going to have Gears of War 5 for Xbox, then it, if it's a, if it's a Windows OS, which I believe it's going to be, then it should run on my Windows 8 machine. Should. So now I'm going back to PC gaming. <laughs> yep. I mean, I just like, I like my console. I like what it has been with just the box and the games and the TV, you know, connected to my TV so I can sit my, on my couch or my, my lazy boy with my controller. Um, I, I don't, do I need all the media advancements? I do like that I can stream Xbox movies, uh, Amazon movies, Netflix. But I like that I can do that. I'm not going to lie. But I don't need it to become my desktop PC. That's where I don't like where I see it going. And I really hope that's not what it is. But everything is pointing in that direction that it's essentially going to be a Windows 8 device. Because everything else they have on the market right now is a Windows 8 device. And like you said, they're integrating everything. So I will be shocked if this thing comes out and it's not Windows 8. Because they've even made our current Xboxes to be reminiscent of of, of a Windows 8. Okay, and that's fine. But, you know, you look at you know, you look at the Windows 8 environment, you can sort of, let's say, like, gamify that one and make it look more Xbox-ish. But I don't think that you can take an Xbox and make it look like... It's, it can't function more like a PC. You know what I'm saying? So you can, like, bring games in all these environments to well, games, Games and entertainment. Right, you can bring that to a PC and have it function just perfect, but right. to a console, you can't bring like, you know, Office to it. And well, it I'm not, just, I'm not saying that. that. I'm not saying the full OS. Right, right. But I, it's, it's I, essentially, I, uh, it is Windows 8. I believe it's gonna be Windows 8. Will it run Office if I throw an Office disk in there? I doubt it. But then again, you never know because maybe, maybe. <laughs> Maybe they're going to have a version on there so that you can read. I mean, if you got email on there, they've, I mean, look at all the stuff that's already built in. We know Skype's going to be on there. We know Skype's going to be the next replacement for the party chat and all that. Okay, may not be the replacement, but we know Skype will be on the next Xbox. Right. Okay, that that's already been stated. Microsoft owns it. They've already wiped out MSN, instant messaging. I mean, they, they've they're you know, and even when you called me on the Skype call, it rang. Okay, and this is what is so bizarre. It rang, and I got the notice on my desktop. I also got a Windows 8 pop-up message, because a Metro pop-up, because I was playing Solitaire, right? Oh, okay. So I dropped to the desktop, answered the call, 
I'm talking to you, and at the same time through my PC speakers, I'm hearing the phone still ringing. I go back to the Metro desktop, and it still says on the screen, you're calling me. I ignored it. I hit the X to close that notification out. <laughs> it's like okay. it's not even working properly. It's like if I answered it, that should have gone away. It doesn't matter if I'm in Metro or I'm on the desktop. Well, I'm not surprised that that happens because I know you don't know technology. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Whatever. Let me hurt you. I will hurt you. Yes. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> um, so, you know, you're shifting gears and continuing on with the the topics here because <laughs> we got a show to watch. Well, this is what this is our next topic is the yeah. next Xbox. So exactly. So. <laughs> uh, I, I segued I, you into it, and then you're yes, you you're just ruining all my work. I ran with it. <laughs> yes. So uh, there's a whole bunch of information that came out uh, from uh, Edge Magazine, their online site at least. And uh, I'll read you some of the cool, exciting things that they're saying here. Uh, basically, they're saying that the next console will require an Internet connection in order to function. I don't know how I feel about that, but I'll continue. Uh, so that rules out also a second-hand uh, game market for the platform. A new iteration of Xbox Live will be an integral part of the next console, and an improved Kinect hardware will also ship uh, alongside the unit. So, uh, sources uh, with first-hand experience with the new-gen console have said that uh, Xbox will be absolutely committed to online functionality. Games will be made available to purchase in physical form. Uh, the games will be manufactured uh, on 50 gigabyte capacity Blu-ray discs, which is that more than Blu-ray today? Or is that the same deal? I honestly don't know. I think that's the normal Blu-ray. I thought that was the standard when they first came out. Was okay. I think, And I think that you can even double that, I think, on some Blu-rayers, right? I don't know. But I haven't been following it too much. I don't either. We have had no need to. <laughs> so Microsoft uh, has conceded defeat to Sony following its ill-fated backing of HD DVD, and it's believed that games purchased on disc will ship with activation codes and will have no value beyond the initial user. Ouch. Uh, so one source confirmed that the next Xbox recently rumored specs are entirely accurate, which are an AMD 8-core, uh, 64 bits, 1.6 gigahertz CPU, an 800 megahertz graphics uh, solution, and 8 gigabytes of DDR3 RAM. I think that's what we talked about, what, two weeks ago? I think. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yeah. And as of now, the console's hard drive capacity is said to be undecided, but Microsoft's extended commitment to online delivery suggests that it will be the largest unit it has put into a console to date. And um, uh, though the architecture of the next-gen Xbox and PlayStation both resemble that of PCs, several department sources have told us that Sony's solution is preferable when it comes to leveraging power. Uh, studios working on next-gen Xbox are currently being forced to work with only approved development libraries, while Sony is encouraging coders to get closer to the metal of the box. Um, 
Furthermore, the operating system overhead of the next-gen Microsoft console is more oppressive than Sony's equivalent, giving the PlayStation badged unit another advantage. That's kind of like opposite of the situation today, I think. Yep. what we've heard so far. The Xbox, even the original Xbox, was very friendly to developers. That's yeah, yeah. And so was the 360. They were very developer friendly. So. And they're going to say, unlike Nintendo, Microsoft is continuing to invest heavily in motion control interfaces, and a new, more reliably responsive Connect will also ship alongside the next Xbox. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, there's a little more on the PlayStation, but uh, that's not for the show. <laughs> Interesting. At the moment, anyways. I'll yes. talk about it later in the show. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, interesting. So, so, what do you think, Rob, about... I know you don't... You buy your game. I don't think you rent any games. No, I don't. And I don't think you buy anything used. Right. So you're probably not impacted by that. But I really think that that is big-time news. And I honestly believe that if... And I've said this before. If one of these consoles, either Sony or Microsoft, decides to ban use games if they both don't do it then it will be the death of one of them if only one of them comes out doing it I think it will be the death of that console I, I honestly believe that you think? yep I don't know I, I, I can't see them doing that it just seems of course there's a lot going on in this country right now that I can't believe but <laughs> <laughs> we live it every day it's just, you know, one day I'm going to wake up and realize, oh, that's just the way it is. These people, yeah. our politicians and our these companies can do whatever they want and get away with it and not care about the consumer. Why can't Microsoft then? Yeah, no kidding. So I I just, you know, it, it's just like, that'd be like Ford saying, yeah, you can buy a car from us new, but you can't resell it. Yeah. It's like you don't have any rights to it anymore. I, I don't I don't see how you can do that i just well, you know the big difference is like when you buy a car you're actually buying a car you're not buying a license to, <laughs> to drive a car but that's a bunch of the, malarkey uh, whole, it's a bunch whole, of malarkey yeah. it's just yeah. that licensing end user license agreement is just something that they can hide behind to say that it's theirs and you're just you know they're letting you use it yeah. it's a crock i'm buying the game you know I mean, the thing that irks me if, if this is true, the thing that irks me is the always on or always online portion. So, you know, if you, I mean, what does that mean? Like, if you're, you know, if the, if the landscaper cuts your cable line or something, and your internet's out for like you know a couple of days before the dudes come out to fix it, does that mean that you're not playing? I think so. If, if that's if they're saying that it requires the on on connection, then it's not going to work when it goes out, and that's really stupid to me. If it's an entertainment device for more than just video games, because that means and obviously if your internet goes out, your Netflix and all that's not going to work anyways. But you should still be able to play games offline. So if they're saying that you have to be online to play, that's not good. I don't like that. And that's, I know we were talking about, we were talking a little bit before we started the show tonight, and you thought I was crazy for telling you that 
yes, I, I'm, I've prepared that, you know, I, I'm going to be able to buy a new Xbox this year if I decide I want one. And you're like, oh, you're going to have one right away. That's not necessarily the case because a lot of the things that we're hearing rumor-wise of what this next box is going to be does not make me want to plunk down $500 or whatnot and replace what I currently have, which works great, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and it's like, do I really want more restrictions placed on me? And now, now I can't, sure, it'll save me money because I won't be, my wife will happy because I can drop, I'll have to drop my Gamefly subscription. But, you know, it's like I will not have near as many games. Right. Because a lot of these games I've rented and actually bought. <clears throat> Dead Space 3. That's a rental from Gamefly. That's why I haven't played co-op yet. I don't have my code. But I like the game so much, I bought it. It's brand new. This is not a used game. Because I got it first, shipped to me. And now they're sending me the case with the code and all that stuff in it, so I'll have my online pass. But I won't be able to do that with the new model. Right. You know, I can't go, I want to go get Dead Space 2 and 3 now. I'll probably go GameStop and buy them as cheap as I can use, because I probably won't play them again. But, so I mean, yeah, they're not going to make anything there, but, you know, I've, I've rented games and bought them. Bought them brand new copies of games I've rented. You know, I, I think they're, I think they're, you know, they're so focused on trying to save money. I think out of all the games I have on my shelf, only one is used. All the rest are new copies that I paid, and I got what close to a hundred. If I think I got over a hundred. Actually, that's crazy. I, when you think about I, I think you should rephrase a little bit what you said. Where, you know, instead of saving money, the manufacturers, it's more like squeezing every nickel out of <laughs> those sucker consumers. Yeah, but I think that's they're going to see. I I think they're going to see a drop because I won't be buying as much. Because I'm not going to pay sixty, well, seventy dollars. I, I predict I'm not going to pay more money for a game that I've not been able to try. And here's my other question, okay? If that code is a one-time use code, how how is that code tied to you? Is it tied to your console? Is it tied to your gamer tag? Because if it's tied to your gamer tag, then you could actually still let other people play it. Other people could play it using your gamer tag. You know, they won't get the achievements and all that stuff. But if people don't care about that, and I think there's a lot of people out there that don't care about that stuff. Um, you look at Microsoft said the average uh, gamer score is like 11,000. That's like the average. Right. Um, and I think that's pretty darn accurate. Um, it's funny. I added, I, I hang out with these. There's these, the shooting group that I, I hang out with and talk to uh, out here in Arizona. And we've got an online site that we all chit-chat on and Someone had brought up the other day, hey, anybody on Xbox? And there were several people saying, yeah, I play, you know. And uh, so I got on there, and I, I, they said their gamer tags. I went and added all these guys, you know. And it was funny because almost every one of them, I think the lowest gamer score was somewhere around about your range, around 4,000. Yeah. And the highest may have been 5,000. Right. And I added like five people, six people. None of them were over 6,000. I was like, that's funny. They're going to crap when they accept my request and see that I'm sitting at almost 150,000 gamer score, you know, and I'm small potatoes in the gamer score community. But, absolutely, you know, you look at a real snapshot of the real public, you know, it's um, it's not 
as big as, you know, us, you know, who play all the time might think it is. Yeah, yeah. So now I've completely lost my train of thought. That's okay. <laughs> and what I was even saying. Sorry, I don't remember what point I was making. Uh, we were talking about the uh, uh, only one oh. person. So, the, okay, the, so that means I can't I can't rent them anymore. So I, I don't want to rent one. I can't rent it to see if I'm even going to like a new franchise. How am I going to know if I even like a new IP? Well, they'll have demos, maybe. Uh, demos. I've played demos that were crap, and yep. the game was was much better, and vice versa. You know, um, and I've only found that out because I actually rented the game anyways. People said, no, the game is much better. Oh, yeah, it is. They fixed it from that crap beta demo that they gave put out. Um, you can't judge a whole game by a demo, no. you know, by a five-second or a five-minute run through it. And what happens if, you know, if it's tied to your gamer tag, it means essentially you could still share that game. Just have someone log in as you, and they still get to play it and enjoy the experience. Um, and if you, so you don't want to do that, right? you got to have everything tied to the individuals, what they want. So, which would go to your gamer tag. But then, again, that allows up, up other options. So maybe they'll do it to your console. What happens if your console gets toast? I mean, how many how many have we all replaced of the 360? So if you replace it one time, guess what? You can't play any of the games that you bought. We'll no longer work on the new piece of hardware that Microsoft replaces your, your console with. I mean, it's just n- none of the options seem to make any sense or that they would even be feasible. I really will be surprised if they drop that, if they make it, if they lock it down that you can only play new games and that's it. You're going to knock a lot of people out, period. Yeah. So. But anyways, that that's my soap box. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For that part, anyways. Yes. But. That's right. I'll move on to, we're also supposedly going to get, as part of the next improved Connect, Siri-like speech recognition. Yay. Yay, so you know, instead of like Xbox on, Xbox, Netflix, uh, episode two, play next, you know, you can just, you can speak like, um, you know, what are my friends playing? Xbox, long, you know, play, play Breaking Bad on Netflix or something like that. It'll be more of supposedly free speech or normal speech. Or as you'll ask, uh, you know, when is My Little Pony on? Exactly. Ding or, or Bing. My Little Pony is playing now on these <laughs> version. On... You big brony, you. <laughs> A brony. <laughs> I only know what that is because I watched, I saw it on Hot in Cleveland the other day. <laughs> what? A brony. Oh, okay. <laughs> it has something to do with guys that follow My Little Pony. Yes, supposedly it's something some college guys do or something. I don't know. So. I don't understand either that or the <laughs> the actual show. So, yeah, uh, they're, they're going to have the uh, voice control. You know, it's that's like the next step. I, I think that you'd pretty much expect that. It's like 
if they're going to have an upgraded Connect, you know, that'll be like the next evolution of the speech control. It makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So, so well, let's let's move on. <laughs> Dead space. No, the last one. Did you see uh, that last story? You're trying to skip yeah. it. Yes, I am. When will Windows 8 be the base of the Xbox 720 user interface? Only thing I'm going to say here, because we talked about this already, but there was a, an interview that was done by IGN with XBP of Windows Sales, uh, jo, Joachim Kempen. He revealed that he strongly believes the next generation Xbox will support an interface reminiscent of Windows 8, possibly okay. to the extent that a touch screen will also make an appearance. And I've seen mock-ups of the next PlayStation controller where they've got like a touchpad on the actual PlayStation controller. So I don't know what what do you think about adding? I mean, where would they put it on our beloved best controller ever, 360 controller? I think it would be I don't know. like be, the, like a touchpad, like on a laptop, on like where the keyboard fit before. You know, the snap-on keyboard, keypad. You'd have to put it there probably. Yeah, it would have to be some kind of. Snap-in thing. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Want <laughs> I don't see them actually putting it in the controller. I mean, they've got some of that stuff on some of the Google TVs, and people just rip it to shreds. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. I guess we'll see. We will. Yeah. We'll find out. I mean, we should have all our answers by E3. So, but it's you know, still fun I, to talk about, and and you know, get all get all get like I, me getting all my panties up in a bunch over stuff. So. If um, if it turns out to all the things that I think are going to happen are false, which they usually are, I'm usually so far off base with anything I think's coming out. I agree. Um, that'd be great. You know, I just I don't want to see it just get turned into a PC. That that's all. I mean, I would like to see. I like playing the games on my Windows 8 and getting gamer score and being tied into Xbox Live. I like, I like that. But solitaire. I think it's cool. Yeah, I got I got XP or uh, achievements for that. But um. You know, and I've been playing Cut the Rope on my Windows 8 desktop, which is a little tough sometimes. It's actually easier to play on a touchscreen phone device. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to move the mouse and click to, to, like, cut a rope and stuff quickly. <laughs> it's not so easy. Some of those are a big challenge with a mouse. But, um, you know, it just it, it just remains to be seen if some of these really negative side of things we're hearing. And that's kind of, you know, I think about it. All the things we've heard about the rumors they all point to some really negative stuff that I don't know of any gamer asking for right. outside of Blu-ray discs, which makes sense. You could stop putting games out on two, three, you know, discs. You can put them all yeah. on one. Um, I mean, that just seems to make sense. I don't really care if it's personally, I don't care as long as the games are great and fun to play, but killing out the used game market, you know, trying to go more casual, um, just, I don't want more ads. I don't want a lot of that stuff. Those types of things are all we're hearing, you know, and maybe that's fine because we're not going to hear any of the good stuff until E3, but I, I just hope this stuff we're hearing is just not true. I hope a lot of it's not true. Could be a misinformation campaign. Ah, uh, who knows? <laughs> so anyways, you were trying to get me to move on, so I will. Dead Space 3, a lot of people have... There's been it was it's made the news recently that um, uh, Dead Space Three has a farming glitch. You know, go to Chapter Eight. There's a spot where it keeps spawning unlimited re- resources. Well, um, 
it has come out from the developer, uh, Visceral Games. They said that's not a glitch. <laughs> it's by design, and there's I guess there's probably more than one spot where there's a spot in Chapter Eight where you walk through, you walk in a room, and you pick up all your stuff. You walk out the door, let the door close. You come back in, and one of the resource items will respawn. And you can pick it up, go back out, let the door close, walk back in, and there's a new item there. So, but the the developer said this um, is not a glitch. They have no plans to issue a patch to change this aspect of the game. They encourage players to explore the game and discover the areas where resources respawn for free. We've deliberately designed Dead Space 3 to allow players to harvest resources by playing through the game. He, so that's from an EA rep, um, which seems kind of funny that it's coming from EA since... Um, they're the ones with so many microtransactions in this game. Um, you can buy like little scavenger robots that you get throughout the game. You can actually buy, pay for five bucks, you can buy this voice pack so that they'll actually talk to you. I'm like, and make comments and. What? I'm like, I don't want to pay five dollars just to have some robot that I set down on the ground and he runs off to go find resources and he goes back to the workbench and I just get a notification that says the, you've got a resource bot at the, waiting for you at the bench. I don't need to talk to it, but if I can pay $5 and all of a sudden they're going to start talking to me. I'm like, uh, no thanks. Then there's, you can pay like 5 or 10 bucks to have them work faster or have them bring in more resources. It's just like, wow, you're just, you know, I don't need to spend $25 for that kind of crap. <laughs> so, but anyways, so that's not a glitch, but it is there and there are areas okay. in the game that will do that, so. Cool. So that's something to look out for. Yep. All right. So, um, you know, there's a, a new sort of pseudo console uh, coming out called the Ouya. This is something that I actually kickstarted. Um, I don't know how long ago that was. A couple months back, six months ago, whenever that was. And uh, it's an Android-based uh, console. It's this little tiny itty-bitty cube. runs on Tegra 3, I think it was. Um, I think you're right. Yeah, Tegra 3, uh, four cores running at 1.6 gigawatt hertz. <laughs> so the CEO uh, announced the other day that there's going to be a new Ouya console coming out every year. So there's going to be regular refreshes, and they say, don't worry if the uh, you know if the people change out the hardware. All of the software that you get is actually tied to your user account of sorts that they have so that it will transfer over. And uh, this is one thing that I'm actually kind of looking forward to, just checking it out. And I'm also hoping to use it as a media center, too, because uh, the Xbox Media Center, which I think is now officially known as XBMC, since it runs on just about anything, uh, XBMC will play on this thing, you know, along with Hulu and uh, Netflix and who knows what else. Uh, so not only is this going to be a console, but it's also going to be uh, a really excellent media center. Now, you know, for those of you that say, you know, the, well, the Xbox kind of does the same thing, 360 does the same thing, but this thing's quiet, <laughs> so yeah. it's perfect for a bedroom. I know how loud my 360 is, and I've even had home theater PCs that just just that one tiny stupid little fan is enough to be annoying. Because when you're sitting there watching a TV show, like in the room, and it's all quiet, you just want the silence. You just want to hear the show. So and go live on the moon. Yeah, there you go. 
So I'm actually looking forward to checking this thing out. Uh, the developer units, I think, shipped out last month, and this thing is supposed to ship in March. Or, ooh, well, I guess it's up to June. See, if they just sent out the developer count units last month, how could they have it out in the stores next month? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm going by what they initially said, March-ish. But June, that's fine. If it takes them a little extra March-ish or June. to get it. Yeah. <laughs> if it takes them a little extra time to get it working just right, you know, all the better. And, uh, actually even updated uh, or upgraded my order to two controllers. So we'll see what kind of games they come out with. Uh, okay. So that's the Ouya. Ouya. Yeah. You can be our official Ouya reporter. Yeah. For this Ouya life. <laughs> so I, I can try to play, uh, what was that one? That Were you saying you were playing that fruit slicing game? Fruit Ninja. Fruit Ninja, yeah. See how that plays with the controller. <laughs> yeah. Or how it doesn't. Good luck. I would imagine that they would be uh, gearing it towards a lot of the first-person shooters, maybe driving games and so forth. Probably. So that would be interesting. I mean, you have this little tiny itty-bitty console has four cores, and they were saying in, in this article that we were just looking at, at how since they don't have to balance battery life on this thing, because it's always plugged into power, yeah, they can run these cores at full speed. So... The new Xbox is eight cores, I think, at 1.6, isn't it? Does that sound right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Not what you just said. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how the GPUs compare between the two, but, I mean, it's got, like, essentially half the power of the next-gen console. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what this thing uh, comes up with. So you kickstarted. That means you donated to this project? It's I don't it, I don't know if I would call it donating. Basically, you're buying it before it's actually made. So you send them money from through Kickstarter. Yeah, what you do is you pledge, per se, uh, you know, a certain amount of money, and they have different levels. So, you know, my buy-in was ninety-nine dollars for the console and one controller. Okay. And and you could, I think they had. Uh, like special cases, you know, for more money. It was like stainless steel case or something. There's there's a couple of different levels. And if enough people buy into it uh, and they reach their funding goal, then they go, yeah, we will make this. And then they charge everybody that pledged money. If they don't make their funding goal, then nobody gets charged. And they can either just go away or they can try again. Okay. So they, they will be sending you a console. You've essentially already paid for it. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So everybody that p- was part of the Kickstarter, um, they will be receiving copy, and they will, or they have already paid for it. Like you so said. I wonder if you'll get anything special for, you know, essentially being part of the reason why that thing exists. Um, there were some perks, like you get, uh, you get to reserve your username early on. So, you know, I I did pre-SAR. <laughs> Because yeah, uh, there's going to be a run on that, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to be pre-star 709. Zing! Zing! <laughs> I, I hate the numbers at the end of stuff. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a fan either, but I actually had a wingman. 
on the original Xbox, on the real original Xbox Live, I was Wingman, and um, it was locked to that, which so I couldn't get it, even though it was my account. Then when they released it, someone else snagged it. Because <laughs> so, when I heard that they were releasing those, I was actually checking pretty frequently to try to get it back, and someone nabbed it. So I'm looking at Wingman right now. It's got a gamer score of 283. What? Exactly. What a joker. It's not even. I just made that up by the way. Oh. No, it's a real person. So yeah. So, but that's okay. 709 to me is significant as well. So. Again, yeah, Wingman, if you're out there listening to the show here, you know, just uh, let Mark know how much uh, you want. Uh, to sell it for, you know, for probably <laughs> pay it like ten, fifteen grand. Yeah, yeah, I'll be happy to pay that too. <laughs> yes, right over that. Or he'll trade some Skylanders figures. There you go. All right. Next. Okay, moving on. All right. Uh, we've been talking about plenty on the show. We might as well change it up by talking about the PlayStation Four. Um, I want to talk about this because again, we're all gamers, and you know, we don't have to spit on the PlayStation. I have a PlayStation 3 in my house, so which will get turned on again once The Last of Us uh, hits the streets. But um, this, uh, I thought this was interesting because we, we get a, a glimpse at what the cost for the next PlayStation might be. And I'm just going to read the story. This is from Joystick. This is a rumor. Mm-hmm. Uh, PlayStation 4, which is currently expected to be announced on February 20th, will be available later on this year in both the Japanese and the U.S., and will carry a hefty price, according to a translation of a report found in a respected Japanese newspaper. The Japanese version says that this will cost greater than 40,000 yen, which means that it will be more than $400 uh, in Japan. Now, Asahi adds there will be a rush to meet sales demands on both sides of the world, but the paper doesn't specify a U.S. price. However, the PlayStation 3 launched at $500 when it came to North America and cost 40, almost 50,000 yen in Japan, which was around $535. So it was essentially $35 more in Japan at the time. Now, so if it's going to be at $400 there, we're looking at maybe just under 400 bucks here. If if the the dollar to yen, I mean, who knows? You know where it compares to back when the PlayStation 3 came out, but um, so for the next generation's PlayStation's price, you know, next PlayStation's price, it'll likely be slightly cheaper than the PS3 was at launch. Um, so we're expecting it about $400, roughly. Um, you know, maybe even less than that. So I mean, that's pretty substantial cut in price. Uh, I mean, $100 and cheaper if it does come out to be $400 console. That's a lot cheaper than the 500. So I don't think it's slightly cheaper than the PS3. I think it's significantly cheaper, in my opinion. Yeah. So, but so we're looking at potentially roughly $400 for the PlayStation 4. Rumored, uh, we should know more um, on February 20th. However, I don't believe we're going to get a price on February 20th. I think they may jump the gun and announce the console. But I, I'll bet you they won't say a price till after Microsoft prices theirs at E3. That's kind of my thought. Okay. So. We go with that. All right. Cool. Okay. Uh, USAopoly uh, has a 
slew of new board games being demoed at or being brought out at the American International Toy Fair in New York uh, today, uh, Sunday, February 10th, including uh, titles such as Monopoly Skylanders, hmm, Risk Mass Effect Galaxy at War Edition, Risk Plants vs. Zombies. Are you serious? Oh my gosh. Uh, Yahtzee Pac-Man Collector's Edition. Uh, Jenga Space Invaders Collector's Edition. Trivial Pursuit World of Warcraft. And Clue Dungeons and Dragons. That's messed up. <laughs> so um, a game like uh, Risk Mass Effect is going to be hitting at about 50 bucks. Trivial Pursuit... And uh, Yahtzee Pac-Man will be $25. So I wonder if the Risk Mass Effect Edition, I wonder if that board game will have day one DLC. (laughs) (laughs) And an upgrade. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, there's some kind of flaw in the game. you got to send away to get an upgrade pack. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, how they'll charge you for, like, some kind of expansion mission or something on day one. For an extra ten dollars, you can get this additional mission for your board game. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a interesting initiative that they're taking. Uh, unfortunately, I'm kind of thinking that it's going to scare more people away from board gaming. But we shall see. Oh, that's not a bad thing. I mean, who plays board games these days, anyways? Jeez. Cool dudes. I don't know any. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But speaking so of DLC, hurtful. you're so hurtful. <laughs> you know what comes out this week, don't you, Rob? Candy Crusher 2013. No. I don't know if you've been keeping up with current events, man, but we just got our butts kicked. Does that mean anything to you? Absolutely not. Aliens, Colonial Marines. Ah, uh, yes. It hits the streets this week for 60 bucks. Um, but there's, and I'm going to cover this, there's a season pass available for this game uh, for $30 or 2,400 Microsoft points, uh, which will give you, supposedly this is going to be a 40% discount uh, for a DLC that's going to be coming out for this game. So um, they're going to, it, this the game is going to have four add-on packs starting with the launch of Bug Hunt in March. Bug Hunt has players cooperatively taking on waves of enemies in three new maps. The other three content packs is a mixture of campaign and multiplayer DLC will be available by the end of August. So I don't know if you plan on... Again, I'm going to rent this one. Uh, It's a Gearbox game, which I really like Gearbox, but it's also an Aliens game, which gives me pause <laughs> I don't I just don't see this one having a long life in their DLC first DLC pack is horde mode um, I don't know it's well, we'll have to see how the game plays but there is a season pass so if you're wondering why um, it'll be four add-on packs so we know that DLC from gearbox has usually been really good so I'm not questioning that but it is a franchise that uh, has always been hit or miss. And with all the big shooters out in the world today, I just don't know how well this one will do. But I'm looking forward to playing it and seeing if it scares me. So, but that that comes out this week. So there, I wrapped up our final story, Rob. 
and our upcoming retail releases, because that's the only retail release this week. All right, so we're out of here. No, we're, we're not. Show. No, we're oh, not. Oh, boy. We got questions from the community. Community topics. Yeah. So what are you saying? You don't like the community, Rob? I love the community, but this will be our fastest community topics ever. <laughs> oh. oh, no. We will give it all the love and attention that we normally do. If they had to listen to us ramble on about your bathroom issues and the handicap stalls. And my ooya. And your ooya. Yeah. And, and my hating of the next console, even though I don't know what it is. <laughs> and um, what you're going to do. At least we can do is give them their their Parking handicap spots. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I'll okay. let you take the first one. Oh, but first of all, before you go into that, um, if you want to join our community, we are on Facebook. Look for the group, This Xbox Life. You can email us, contact at thisxboxlife.com, and you can email us through our website, thisxboxlife.com, obviously. Uh, go to the Contact Us page. Um, follow us on Twitter and use our voicemail app on our website if you would like to have your voice in the show. So uh, take, it away. take it away, Rob. Take it away. All right. So the first thing is from Jeff, and uh, Jeff posted uh, a picture on Facebook, right? Correct. Yeah. On Facebook uh, that he got. Uh, the picture basically is a nice little uh, notification from our good friends at EA, and I'm being sarcastic there. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, the dialog box says, the game cannot start. For security reasons, only a limited number of machines can ever be licensed by a single purchase. This limit has been reached. Please purchase another registration code, reinstall, then try again. And he writes, a lesson to all you kids out there, never upgrade your computer. Yeah. Thanks, EA. See what happened? That's what I mentioned earlier. And that's, you know, he his question here is what made me think of that. It's like, hmm, I've had my Xboxes repaired. Uh, that's going to wipe out any EA game or any other publisher if if that one-time code is, not, you know, for locking out used titles. Is, uh, yeah, how's that going to how's that going to affect us moving forward? Yeah, and that... even for PCs. I mean, that's you remember, pretty crappy. You what game this was? No, I do not. I know he's a big Battlefield player, so Battlefield? <laughs> I know he plays a lot of Battlefield. So I, I hope it, it it's not wiped out his Battlefield. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it stinks. It does, and, and and that's what messed up. It's just like you upgrade your machine, and wow, it's everything's wiped out. You know, when they, when they do this kind of junk, I mean, you can't. I don't know why they do jerky things like, you know, watch for memory or watch for, you know, hard drive or something like that. I mean, that's stuff that people normally change, you know? Yeah, upgrading your OS. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. That's poor customer service, if you ask me. Okay, uh, next one is from Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah writes in, are people annoyed over rumors of the next Xbox having to be online or use mad at the idea or that there's isn't online? Meaning, is this a freedom issue or an actual I don't play online so I won't be able to game? 
My Xbox is my entertainment device. I use it for everything to buy my TV shows by episode or season pass. For me, it's fine. Uh, mine's already online, and if they don't like that, the new one has to be online. Continue to game with the 360. Vote by not buying the new model. Yep, vote with your wallet. Exactly. Unfortunately, with some of this stuff, it's like, you know, you vote with your wallet, and then eventually you have to succumb. And Yeah, that's yeah. what kind of stinks about it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like those people that, you know, it's, you know, you, you, you want to do something, and you're kind of helpless. You know, it, it almost seemed that way, at least. And then, you know, you try to do something, you vote with your wallet, and then you're just forced to do it anyway. Like the whole buying gas situation. You know, stay away from BP. Or, you know, don't buy gas on Tuesday. You know, to sh- you know really show them, okay, well, then you buy it on Wednesday. Yeah, or you filled up the night before. It, didn't, it doesn't yeah. hurt them. It, it, that's, yeah. So you'd have to never buy it. Yeah. It depends on how bad you want whatever they're offering. Okay. You want to get the next one, or I just keep going? Keep going. All right. Jason writes in the top five games that have been announced for release this year uh, that you're looking forward to playing in no order. Mine are Dead Space 3, Bioshock Infinite, The Last of Us, Splinter Cell, Blacklist, and Grand Theft Auto Five. He has some good titles in there that he listed. Couple two tree. Couple two tree. Was he asking which ones uh, we want? Yep. Top five. Uh, I can name one of yours. Well, he said it announced games, so you can't say uh, Shadow Complex 2. Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to have more than five. Is that okay? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to just start uh, Dead Space 3, which I already played. Yep. But I was, re- I was looking forward to that game. So... Uh, um, yeah, I already got to play one I've been looking forward to. Uh, Aliens Colonial Marines. I, I'm mainly looking forward to it because it's Gearbox, um, and I've liked everything they've done so far, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Bioshock Infinite, and uh, obviously, I loved I loved the first game. Second one was, eh, okay, but this one looks like it's going to have some pretty cool stuff, so I can't wait for Bioshock. Gears of War Judgment, I'm looking forward to Tomb Raider, Dead Island Riptide. I'm curious about the new Star Trek game. Um, We'll see more on that. It it depends on what it actually looks like, but I have an interest in seeing what it is. Obviously, the next Call of Duty, yeah, yeah! Um, Splinter Cell Blacklist, and if the next Rainbow Six Patriots, if it does indeed show up this year, I'll be all over it. And also Watch Dogs, if that does make an appearance this year. Right. So. And uh, for me, uh, Bioshock Infinite. I'm curious now about Dead Space 3. I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to pull the trigger on it. <laughs> but uh, the Splinter Cell game looks freaking awesome. Um and uh, I'm really hoping that something happens with Walking Dead. Oh, not not the shooter. But oh, okay. I, I want to see a continuation, dude. Have and you... I want to see it soon. Yeah, the the Telltale with, uh, game. episodic. Yeah. 
Have you seen they've released a new trailer for the crap known as um, what is the name of that? There's a Walking Dead shooter with Merle and Daryl. Yeah. And um, I forgot the name of the the title of what it's called. But um, I'll try to walk. I'll try to look at it. it they put out a new trailer. Now I I made uh, made comments on here about that how before about how it looked so horrible and and someone was telling me it's called walking dead survival instinct someone else had said no no that's that was a leaked trailer real early beta that's not really what it looks like well they just put a new trailer out and it still looks exactly the same it looks horrible there, I, I don't even I'll probably rent it but there's no way I'm buying it. I might try it just because it's Walking Dead, but I really think it's this just looks brutally bad, and, and I may not even rent it based on just what I'm seeing so far. I mean, it, it doesn't even look fun at all. Okay. It's just I don't know. Have you seen the trailers? I saw it initially, but I really don't even remember it. It, it just looks so just blocked. Yeah. It's like. Dude, I've seen better things come out of someone's college homework, man. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it looks terrible. So, anyways. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Carbide writes in, uh, really, Jason, isn't every game on your list? Uh, so, uh, Carbide says, my, my games are Crisis 3, Splinter Cell, Blacklist, Gears of War Judgment. And that is what I really think about at the moment. Uh, Kyle writes in The Walking Dead 2, Clementine's Revenge. There you go. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Is that. Did they actually give it a name? I don't know. <laughs> or why The Walking Dead shooter looks like an Activision value title. Nice. <laughs> Uh, uh, David Rayson, how about rumors that the PS4 and 720 will have some type of technology to block restrict used games from being used? Yeah, we kind of talked about that a little bit. Yep. Earlier at Indie Shoe. Sucks. Uh, Jeff says, are any of you going to try Endgame for BF3? Nope. And that's another nope for me. <laughs> And Jeremiah? Or here, here, I can give you yeah. actually my review of it. Hated it! <laughs> Hated it! Worst game ever? <laughs> no. And uh, Jeremiah writes in again, uh, and the passionate uh, loyalty wing holds for Battlefield. He even got a BF3 chest tattoo. And a BF3 tramp stamp. That is true. I think. That, that is true. Not that I've seen it, I've just heard. <laughs> oh, you've seen it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Nuh-uh. You haven't seen it. You're the one that put it there. <laughs> you show it off at the gun range when you pick something. You just drop something. And pick Oops! It up. <laughs> I dropped my ammo. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> so what's uh, what's on the retail release that we talked about already? <laughs> Um, Aliens Colonial Marines, pick it up this All week, right. $60, and your $30 season pass if you are so inclined. 
season passé. So I'm, it's coming to me from Gamefly, so I'll have it this week. Okay. So hopefully, I don't know if there's going to be an online pass or not. Um, I doubt it. It's Gearbox, but you never know. You never so. know. And, but there is something that I do know, and that's that it's the end of the show. And it's time to watch Walking Dead. Exactly. So that means you're producing the show, putting it together, so I can go watch TV. Oh, heck no. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to produce the show, and then I will sit here diligently waiting for you to produce it so I can do everything else. Okay. And then we will go watch a show together. Not together, but at the same time <laughs> in our respective homes. All right. Yeah, Walking Dead. If you didn't get it, it's on tonight. Woohoo! Or it was on. It was on. That's right. My my DVR is not recording. So by the time by the time everybody gets us, uh, heck, everybody's on. watched it already. Yep. We're the Except only us. One. Okay, we're, let's go watch it. We're, we're doing this for you guys. Good night, everybody. <laughs> this is Mark AK Wingman Seven Nine. Take it off. <laughs> I'm Rob Elson, who is Prusar. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you all next week. Mm-hmm.